Hello and welcome to episode one of Wisco Legacy. On today's podcast, I'll be talking about myself. I'll give you a brief intro about who I am, uh, why I decided to start the podcast, uh, but most importantly, I'm going to be spending a lot of time talking about my 100-pound weight loss. Over the last year plus, I, I've lost 100 pounds and I'm excited to share my journey with, with everyone. Uh, so, I'll dive right into me. Uh, I was born and raised in Monroe, Wisconsin. Uh, it's a town of about 10,000 people, uh, about an hour south of Madison. Um, our high school mascot's a cheesemaker, so fun fact for everybody there. Uh, we tend to be on lists of you know funniest mascot names, things like that. So um, I grew up um, just absolutely loving being in Monroe. Uh, my family's been here for a very long time. Um, I grew up as a three-sport athlete. I wrestled. I played football and baseball from about six years old until I graduated high school. Uh, growing up, sports were everything to me. I Every weekend I was going to a wrestling tournament. Uh, I was constantly watching and playing football, flag football, and uh, you know eventually pads when we got into high school and in middle school and things like that. And playing baseball constantly throughout the summer. Um, so I was I was definitely a, a kid that was active you know, all the time. Uh, really, <clears throat> really enjoyed competing in sports and um, formed a lot of really great friendships throughout the years by competing in sports. So uh, sports really taught me a lot. Um, you know, I growing up uh, in high school, I was on varsity for four years. So I was a four-year varsity letter winner. Um, played quarterback. Uh, played some linebacker, defensive end, nose nose tackle, uh, as a punter. So I played a lot of different positions. Uh, I was never anything great. Um, wasn't any all conference, all state, anything like that. In any sport I competed in, you know, I I was fairly average uh, at best. So um, when it came to wrestling, I was a four-year varsity starter there, uh, 189 and 215. Uh, being a freshman, you being thrown in at, at 189 and 215, it was it was pretty rough going uh, my first couple of years. But uh, my junior and senior year, I, I did a little bit better. Um, ended up missing half my senior year for wrestling, uh, tore up my ankle, and um, came back in uh, too early, I would say, and uh, lost some matches I probably should have won and. Um, you know, I really expected to make it to state and be on the podium uh, my senior year, but it just wasn't in the cards. Um, I, I didn't have that men- a strong enough mentality to power through my injury or, or even take enough time off uh, in order to come back stronger. So um, definitely have some regrets there. I, I wish I would have handled that injury a little bit differently. Um, but, you know, that, you know, life gives you some some tough pills every now and then so um you know wrestling has always been my main sport Uh, i still follow it really really closely today you know high school in wisconsin uh collegiate wrestling here in wisconsin and throughout the the country and then uh world and olympic styles of wrestling freestyle and greco I i follow those pretty closely as well so um you know wrestling is is a huge part of me i don't coach i don't um do anything like that i'm just just a huge fan of the sport you know it taught me a lot of life lessons that i continue to use today that i use through my um my weight loss here i also speaking of of the injury i sustained in wrestling i feel like that might actually be part of the reason why i gained so much weight uh after high school so i'll dive into that once i talk about my weight loss uh, for baseball i was a three-year varsity uh letter winner um played a lot of third base and shortstop um Again, was pretty average. I wasn't all conference, wasn't all state, wasn't anything like that. Um, but baseball was was a lot of fun to play for me. Uh, growing up, you know, I pitched as well. But you know, growing up, uh, had a lot of great friends that that I played with, and a lot of memories. Uh, a lot of memories playing baseball. You know, traveling to all these small towns in southern Wisconsin and um, and playing baseball was a lot of fun. So, um, you know, that's kind of my my sports sports high school sports career um again i learned a lot of life lessons you know i think sports uh teach you more about life than uh you you even think when you're competing you know once you're out of this out of sports and uh you have time to sit back and reflect on it you know you think of some of the the struggles and struggles that you went through um you thought were were either little or, or even big at the time you know thinking back reflecting back they're not always uh how you how you thought they were you know 
Um, I, I'm 29. I haven't, I'm, I'm about 30. In a couple more weeks, I'll be 30. Um, so I haven't been actively competing in a long time, but, you know, I still have fond memories of my time on the mat, on the football field, and on the baseball diamond. So after high school, uh, I attended Edgewood College in Madison. It's a small private school. I uh, got a degree in business management. I was actively involved in college. Um, one thing that I struggled with transitioning from a three-sport high school athlete to um, a college student was the time, the free time that I had. You know, being a three-sport athlete in high school, I was constantly working out and going to practices and games, matches, things like that. And off to college I go and I have absolutely nothing. You know, I get up, go to class, uh, do the typical college stuff uh, and, you know, getting homework done, things like that. But I I didn't have anything to kind of fill my time. Uh, So, Honestly, you know, I, I would hit the dining room a little too often. You'd be eating quite a bit. Uh, going into college, I always said I was going to be a, a workout junkie, going to the weight room all the time. But, you know, I didn't have anything to work towards or work for. So for me, I really struggled with that. And I struggled for years with that. Uh, I've always been a person who, especially, you know, working out, um, that needs to set goals and needs to have something to work towards and to strive for. And I had I didn't have that when I moved on to college. You know, I would literally, you know, get up, go eat, go to class, go back to my room, play video games, hang out with people, and you know, just kind of rinse, repeat that sort of thing. Um, and never found myself hitting the gym. I bet in the in the four years I was in college, I probably went to the weight room a dozen times, and I told myself I would be a you know three or four time a week kind of guy going to the weight room. So um, it just wasn't in the right headspace, and you know as a result, my weight started to climb. Uh, I'll dive into that deeper uh, in a little while, but um, you know one thing that I I think it was my my sophomore year of college. So my freshman year, I wasn't involved in anything, uh, just going to classes, hanging out with friends, and and things like that. And then sophomore year, I'm like, I need I need to do something. I need to get involved. Um, otherwise, you know, my grades my grades suffer a little bit when I'm not involved. So uh, let's see what I can do. Um, so I got an email. Uh, it was campus wide blast email. Uh, there's this Edgewood College Rotaract Club. Uh, didn't know anything about it, hadn't heard about it, um, so I did some looking into it, and uh, I went to a meeting. Uh, the The Rotaract Club is uh, essentially the college version of a Rotary Club, who prides itself on volunteer and community service, and um, you know that's something that I I really enjoy. I love giving back, so uh, having the ability to do stuff like that in college, it's not only really good to put on your resume. Um, but it's also just good for your soul to get out and help people. And um, we, we raise a lot of funds. And um, one of the huge benefits of being in the Edgewood College Rotaract Club is we were um, directly aligned with the Downtown Madison Rotary Club. And when I was in college, it was the fifth largest Rotary Club in the entire world. Um, so you had presidents, CEOs, high-level executives from a lot of Madison and greater Madison uh, organizations that attended these downtown Madison Rotary meetings, and uh, as an Edgewood College student in Rotaract, uh, I could attend those meetings. So um, I eventually started going to meetings and uh, made some connections, and uh, I hope to actually bring on some of the connections I made onto this podcast to talk about um, their journey to to success. But um, through Rotaract, I eventually climbed up. I got onto the um, executive board for the Rotaract Club, and my senior year, I was actually uh, selected as president. So, my senior year, I um, I was able to run a student organization. I had a couple other board members that were super crucial to the success of the group. But um, coming into my senior year, the Edgewood College Rotaract Club was was really dwindling. We had uh, really small numbers. We were, you know, our um, professor that oversaw the 
the organization was actually ready to shut it down uh, if we didn't do something. So I was tasked with uh, increasing membership and engagement, and we actually, uh, tr I think we tripled our membership uh, in the organization, and uh, we were able to do a lot of volunteering and community service work and um, raised funds like we should have. So it was it was awesome to be a part of that, the growth um, of the Rotaract Club. Unfortunately, a few years later, uh, there was a lot of changes going on, and the Rotaract Club actually um, now ceases to exist at Edgewood. But, you know, the, the time and the effort that I put into Rotaract was absolutely worth it. Um, by my senior year when I was president, I was attending uh, meetings every single week at, at the Rotary Club, uh, making I made hundreds of connections with Rotarians through that. Uh, I actually was able to be a keynote speaker at one of their events uh, alongside the UW-Madison Rotaract Club. Uh, we held an event and both presidents were, were up and speaking about our clubs and a little bit about who are, who we were, but we were really more focused on uh, the volunteer and community service work that we did as, as uh, student organizations. So uh, super fun to be involved in the Rotaract Club. Uh, I have a lot of fond memories and um, actually through through Rotaract and through the connections I made through Rotary, I um, I met someone who I feel like helped me get my first internship. Uh, so I worked at a, a large construction company in Madison in human resources as an intern for almost two years. Uh, and then I was, it was about a year and a half, I think. And then um, I actually got hired on full-time for a year after that and decided uh, to, to change gears. But um, the connections I made through Rotaract and Rotary helped, in my in my opinion, helped me get that, that internship that led to my first full-time job. Uh, so, you know, if you're out there, if you're, you're a younger student um, sitting on campus who wants to get involved, who's, who maybe doesn't know where to go, just, just do it. Um, I was definitely hesitant in, in getting involved in anything really. Um, you know, I, I didn't really know anybody going into the meeting. So I kind of sat in the back and wrote, wrote some notes and tried to mingle with people after, after the meeting and, and start to get to people. And, you know, I, I definitely found my people, uh, through Rotaract. I, at Edgewood, I was also um, one of the one of the very first uh, school of business peer mentors. Uh, so I, I had a few students that I would I was mentoring who were younger uh, within the school of business. So I was able to to make those connections and, and help them uh, as much as they wanted help. Um, so it was really fun to be involved in that as well. So um, I got a lot out of my my time at Edgewood. Uh, Edgewood had a lot of great. Um, great things that they provided to to their students and I'm sure they still do so um, yeah so after college I, I continued on in human resources at the construction company and um, about a year after I, I graduated I decided I needed to needed to make a change um, I had been been there for um, you know two and a half years total um, I enjoyed enjoyed the work, enjoyed the people. Um, but I just, I just wanted to, to do something different. I wanted to, to specialize essentially. Um, and I forgot to mention when I, when I was at Edgewood, my senior year, um, I was so involved in the, in the, in college, you know, president of Rotaract. I was an intern at the construction company and I, I was actually working like 30 hours a week. Uh, I had a full-time course load and I had the best grades of my life. Uh, during that time frame, just having all that stuff going on really helped me focus uh, in the classroom. So, um, you know, if if somebody says you have too much going on, you know, teach their own. I tend to thrive on chaos. So, um, yeah, take that for what it's worth. Anyway, uh, about a year after I um, graduated college, I ended up uh, going and working for a large healthcare organization uh, here in Madison and. Uh, within the learning and development area. So what I've been on and off there for six years or so. Um, there was an eight month stretch where, where I left, but I came back. Uh, so over the course of time, my, my positions evolved, but I've done a lot of, uh, I, I teach a lot of classes. I've taught time management, conflict management, um, emotional intelligence, the DISC personality profile is probably the main class that I've taught throughout the years um, where I go and teach classes to uh, 
teams and show them how to, or help them interact and communicate with each other and, and really help with their, their personalities and interacting with, with others. So uh, very, very fun to be able to go in and work with teams and work through those, those communication styles. Uh, I also, um, my role is very technical in nature now. Um, we have a learning management system that I help, help manage um, where we have like all of our annual compliance and safety, infection control type of training. Uh, all that stuff gets put in our system. I help build some of those uh, web-based trainings and things like that. Um, so a lot of stuff that I, I've done over the course of, course of time here um, over the last six years. But I did want to mention, I, I mentioned that I, I left for eight months. Uh, I took a huge de detour in my career. I went from uh, essentially a corporate trainer at a large healthcare system to a general superintendent at a local highway department where I helped. I, I managed 21 employees. Uh, we were building roads, fixing roads, um, digging ditches, plowing, you know, all sorts of things. So huge transition uh, in, in my life to go from literally teaching classes to employees about communication to, all right, we got to patch this road, this road, this road today. Um, we got to go plow these roads, things like that. So um, I definitely enjoyed my time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was my first opportunity to be a, a leader in, uh, you know, post-college. So it was a lot of fun to um, to do that. I just, it, it just wasn't for me at, the, at that point in my life. Um, I wanted to, to get back into healthcare, and, and I had an opportunity to come back. So um, appreciate the, um, the willingness for them to, to bring me back in and uh, hit the ground running again. Um. So that's kind of my work life there. Um, my family life, I am married. Um, my wife and I have been married uh, since 2015, so six years here. And uh, we have two beautiful daughters. Uh, I have a two and a half year old uh, and a two week old daughter. So um, really excited uh, to be a girl dad times two. I've, there, there's no better job in the world than being a dad and um, I'll probably be sharing some dad stories here and there, uh, with some of my guests throughout here, but, um, it's incredible to be able to see my, my daughter, my, my oldest daughter grow up uh, over the last two and a half years to see, see everything she's learning and doing. And, um, it's, it's just awesome. Like there's so many times where I'll, I'll sit there and wonder how she learned these words or these phrases or these these things and um but what's what's been really awesome over the last two weeks is seeing my two daughters interact with each other um my oldest daughter um just absolutely adores her her little sister her baby sister so it's she wants to hold her she wants to hug her and kiss her and um, just constantly spend time with her. So it's, it's just been phenomenal to see, uh, see those two. I hope, I hope it continues. I hope they, they become best friends, uh, over the course of time. So really excited to see, um, see those two learn and grow together. Um, yeah. All right. So my weight loss, uh, I, like I mentioned, um, it's been a little over a year since I started my weight loss, um, journey here and I, and I've lost a hundred pounds. So I started August 25th, um, was my very first day. I decided enough was enough. I decided I needed to make a change. Um, I had, I had some big driving factors in my life that, um, made me decide to hop on this, this health journey. Um, the initial one, uh, probably not the greatest reason, but every single time I ate anything, I felt miserable. It didn't matter what it was. It didn't matter if it was salad, chicken, pizza. Like it, it had no. It didn't matter. I just felt absolutely miserable after I ate, and honestly, uh, a lot of times after I ate something, I you know, I work at home now, so I have access to to run upstairs and make whatever I want for lunch, and I have been for the last year and a half. There were a lot of times where I'd run upstairs, make a, a frozen pizza and eat the whole thing at lunch and, you know, sit there and just 
honestly think to myself, you know, I, I hate myself. Why am I putting myself through this? There's absolutely no reason that I had to eat that entire frozen pizza. Couple pieces, I would have been fine, but nope, it's in front of me. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to eat it all. That's not a good way to be thinking. It's not a, not a good way to go. So um, that was that was the initial driver. Um, the next more, the biggest driver to me was my daughter, my, my oldest daughter. She was becoming a lot more active, running around outside and, you know, just wanting to play with me. And I'm the dad that's going to jump in and run around with my kids and, you know, act goofy and, and do whatever uh, to make my kids happy. You know, that's who I am. That's my driving force in life are, are my kids. And so being as big as I was, uh, it wasn't super fun to be chasing my daughter around and, and all that. So, um, you know, having the ability to, to shed some weight, uh, it's definitely, definitely been very beneficial, uh, chasing her around and just having a blast. So, um, you know, the last driver for me was knowing that my wife and I wanted to have another kid. Um, I've, it, it was kind of tough to have our first daughter. It didn't take a long time, but it definitely, you know, I, I definitely feel like weight, my weight and what I was consuming was a factor um, in it taking a little bit longer than, than we were hoping for. Um, I know a lot of people struggle to, to get pregnant, so, you know, I can't say that we struggled, um, but it did take a, there was a, a few times where we thought, you know, maybe this month, maybe this month, but... Um, you know, I, I know, you know, I was in the thick of this. I was drinking three bottles of Mountain Dew a day. I was eating out for breakfast, lunch, uh, snacks, and, you know, all of this. I'll dive into, like, what a day in my life was looking like for a while. Um, so I know all the stuff I was consuming wasn't healthy, you know. I, I knew it, but I, I just had a mental block. There was something in my head that wouldn't allow me to get over the hump and stop doing this i don't know what it was but you know eventually it stuck eventually i was able to change my mindset and and get to work and and shed some weight so yeah um so how did i gain so much weight you know i'm i'm gonna be super authentic here I'm going to be, I'm going to lay it all out in the line. You know, I'm, I'm an authentic person. I like to, to let you know who I am, what I am, you know, how I feel, that sort of thing. I'm not going to hold back. So, um, when I started this, I did not have a scale. Uh, I did have a scale, but it did not register at the weight that I was. Um, so the first couple weeks that I started down this health journey, I have no idea what I weighed. Uh, about, let's see, a year and a half or so before I, I started this health journey, I weighed 381 pounds. There's, like I said, in that year and a half, I have no idea what I weighed, um, but I, I settled on on a weight that I think is kind of an underestimation. Um, I said I, I weighed 370 when I started this whole process, so that's where my 100 pounds came from. I'm now 270, uh, which is still a lot. I still have a lot of work to do, um, but, you know, this health journey is never ending. So in that year and a half, um, that's when I started working at home. That's when I started eating a whole pizza for lunch, um, still drinking three bottles of Mountain Dew a day, um, not exercising, not doing anything productive. I guarantee I did not lose 11 pounds in that year and a half. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if I gained weight from that point in time. But when I started this thing, I didn't even realize I was 381 at that that appointment. Um, I Early on, I met with a nutritionist, um, kind of talked through what I was doing. And once I got a scale and, and whatnot, we started... You know, she's like, oh, how much, how much weight have you lost? And, and things like that. And like, oh, I, 10 pounds. She's like, what do you weigh? Like 360. She's like, uh, you know, you're 381 
a year and a half ago. I did not know that. Um, just I didn't remember it. I didn't pay attention to it. Um, so it wouldn't shock me if I've lost 120, 130 pounds. Um, it wouldn't shock me if I was pressing 400 pounds at, at the height of this, um, which is scary. It, it's, it's scary to think about um, that I let myself go from a, a three-sport athlete who was so focused on working out and sports and things like that um, to a guy that weighed almost 400 pounds. That's that's frightening. Um, you know, when I when I graduated high school, I was 220, and let's see, not that long later, I was pushing 400 pounds. So it's uh, it's amazing. So during my um, so I, like I like I mentioned, I live in Monroe, um, and I I used to work up in Madison. I I now work remotely, so I work at home, and I honestly feel like that's been a huge huge life changer for me. Uh, a lot of people struggle working at home, but I, I struggled working in Madison. I mean, uh, I had an hour drive up and an hour drive back. And not only is it physically tolling to be driving those two hours, it hurts your wallet driving, uh, up back or back and forth every day. Um, it, it messes with your head sometimes. Um, but, but the biggest thing for me is it was, it was messing with my waistline. Um, a typical day in my life uh, when I worked in Madison was I would start my day by going to Quick Trip or McDonald's or anywhere I could buy food. Uh, I would I would do that. So I'd run in, grab some food. Mainly in my head, I was using it as like yeah, I need something to do for this for some time. Got to kill some time here while I'm driving. So let's eat. Let's drink a Mountain Dew at. 6 a.m. Uh, so I'd do that, and I'd get up to work. I'd work for a while, snack occasionally, not not a lot uh, during the workday. Uh, for lunch, a lot of times I would disregard what I brought. I, you know, my wife would make her awesome meal the night before, and I'd take leftovers and I'd leave it in in the fridge at work or whatever. I'd go out to eat, you know, hit up any of the any of the restaurants nearby um you know do that sometimes i'd flush my my lunch my leftovers down the drain at work or throw it away or something just to kind of hide that the evidence i guess of you know me not eating it and then on the way home um more times than not i'd stop again at a gas station or McDonald's, Taco Bell, whatever. And I mean, there'd be times I'd stop and get a McChicken and a McDouble, go home, eat a full dinner, and sometimes go get ice cream that night. You know, I was probably consuming seven or 8,000 calories a day on average because in that time, I'd always have a pop on the way home. So I'd have a pop in the morning, usually a pop at lunch or during the work time, work day and one on the way home. Um, so easily three bottles of Mountain Dew a day. And those are 300 calories or so a piece. Um, so that's almost a thousand calories right there. And all that sugar, it's, yeah. So when I started this, this whole weight loss journey, like I said, I didn't know what I weighed. I had no idea. And I kind of liked that. Um, kind of liked not having that constant reminder of what I weighed early on. Um, it was, it was nice that I waited two weeks to buy a scale so then I could like actually see some progress and, and some success throughout. Um, so yeah. Uh, so, so what did I do and how, how did I, how did I lose a hundred pounds? Um, what I initially did is I started tracking everything I ate. Uh, so I use the MyFitnessPal app, uh, and what I was doing is I wasn't focusing on any sort of specific diet, no keto, no Atkins, nothing like that. All I wanted to do early on is make better choices. So that's what that was my main focus early on is make better choices. So instead of going and eating that whole pizza for lunch, let's make a salad. Let's 
throw some chicken in there, let's have some ham, wh whatever it is. Um, when we go out to eat, which we still do uh, quite a bit, um, just getting something a little bit healthier or don't eat the bun, that sort of thing. Um, I tend to, early, early on, um, I would make an omelet. I still make like omelets all the time for breakfast and um, generally eat salads or I get some healthier recipes I cook up for lunch and um, try to snack a little bit healthier. So instead of chips, instead of Doritos, I'm eating grapes or apples or uh, nuts, things like that. Um, I do eat some bad stuff too. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, I definitely like my chips and salsa and um, I make, I eat nachos far too often, um, still eat some pizza, but I definitely cut back on that. Um, when I started this, I wanted this to be a life changing decision for me. I wanted to, um, sustain this. So I didn't want to focus on a specific diet. I didn't want to do, um, anything that'll be something I can't sustain. So like I said, I still, we still go out to eat. Occasionally I'll get something that, uh, I'll get a burger or something like that. Um, but I'm not doing it as frequent as I was before. Um, and I'm definitely not, um, I don't have the cravings for that stuff that I used to. I definitely do. Like I, I still get quick trip breakfast a couple times a week. Um, but I'm not drinking Mountain Dew. I'm not drinking any sort of energy drinks, anything like that. Um, I cut out all the Mountain Dew. So August 25th was the first day uh, I decided to, to start on this journey. My last pop was August 24th. I haven't had a single one since. I've had a couple sips here and there and it's it's terrible. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely off that train. I drink, um, to supplement that, you know, I, I drink a lot of water, but I drink this um, sparkling water called Bubbler it's, it's awesome. Uh, I don't, I'd never liked a sparkling water in my life uh, until I tried this. It has a lot of flavor. Um, it, it, it's really, really good. So, uh, go check it out. Um, this is not a paid advertisement. Although if bubbler hears this and they, they want to throw me a, a couple of cases, I, I won't say no. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a life lifesaver for sure. Um, to be able to have flavor and fizz all in one, something that tastes good. So, that's good. And over the last couple of months, I've, my wife's is, is going to laugh when she hears this, but I've became obsessed with coffee. Um, I drink iced coffee, like it's going out of style. Um, just add a little bit of sugar-free syrups, uh, to it. Just a, a dab to, to cut the bitterness and whatnot. Um, occasionally I'll get something that's not as healthy, but, um, try to avoid that. Um, uh, don't want to do it too often. So, um, yeah, so some of the things that I've done throughout the last year or so is, you know, focus on making better choices, tracking my food. Um, I was trying to, like, early on I was focusing on my, my calorie count. So I went from, like, honestly probably seven or 8,000 calories a day down to 2,500 in those first couple of weeks. And now I'm generally around 1,700 calories. But um, when I met, my, met with my nutritionist, she wanted me to focus more on my protein intake. Uh, and try and get that about a, a hundred grams of protein a day uh, at that time, and that's that's been that, that was great advice. It's really helped me uh, kind of focus in on what I need because I can tell if I don't get enough protein, I'm hungrier. I want to snack more, um, and that sort of thing. So that was that's been really beneficial to to really focus on my proteins and let let everything else fall into play. Um, I. It took me almost two months to go back to the gym uh, to start working out. So I, I work out at the Green County Family YMCA, and um, they have been absolutely phenomenal to to work with uh, and to work out there. Uh, they have 24-7 access, so anybody in Green County who has uh, a Y membership or is thinking about it, go check it out. The 24-7 access is great. That's 99% of what I use is 24-7 access is, you know, I, I used to work out at night, um, you know, like eight o'clock at night, I'd go and, and work out and um, wasn't a lot of people there. Uh, so that was kind of nice for me to just do what I wanted to, especially like I, I've never been someone that really cares 
Like, I don't care what people think of me. So it did, didn't matter that I'm 360 pounds sitting on a bike, sweating like crazy. You know, I don't care. People stare at me, look at me like, oh, look at this guy, this big dude. Um, doesn't affect me. But um, so it, for somebody that would, uh, if it would affect them, you know, definitely check out that 24-7 access. I tend to try and work out more in the mornings now. Um, it's a great way to get, get the body flowing, get the blood flowing for the day. Um, but yeah, so my, my, I didn't start working out for two months, uh, into this health journey. And from there, I, you know, I, I started slow. Uh, I've always been somebody who dives in too quickly. Um, you know, don't run for six years and then decide I want to run two miles in one day. And then, I soar for three days and never go back. Um, I don't want to do that this time. You know, this whole process has been, you know, take it slow, one step at a time, day in and day out. Consistency, discipline, and hard work are my—that's my mantra. And um, you know, slowly I, I started doing more. So I, I really, I started biking at, at the Y on a stationary bike, and I would do like three minutes hard a minute kind of slow three minutes hard a minute slow so i do this for 15 20 minutes earlier early on you know it was a struggle honestly for me early on to to even do that you know 20 minutes at you know three minutes hard and hard wasn't that hard at that time because um, i was getting my legs into it and um getting my lungs built up and things like that but you know i slowly improved in that you know i started I use some of the, the workout machines there. Um, about six months into it, I started to run. And I hadn't run much at all since high school. You know, a year before I started running, I would have laughed in your face if somebody somebody asked me to go run. You know, that just wasn't who I was. Um but honestly, now I enjoy it. Uh, it's it's a mind cleanse for me uh, to be able to, to hop on the treadmill and crank out a, a mile, two, three miles. Um, it, it, it definitely, I'm in such a better mental state now that the run doesn't affect me. Um, it, do, it, like, it doesn't affect how, how I process, you know, like back in the day, back training for wrestling, football, baseball, if I had to go run, it was miserable. I didn't want to do it. Uh, I did it, but it wasn't anything I wanted to do. Now, I don't have anything I'm training for. I do. Um, coming up here, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, it's just a different feeling uh, to be able to hop on the treadmill. I think it, I think the biggest part of it for me is the progress that I made. Um my first, the first time I ran a mile, I, I barely was able to run. Um, I think I ran a 12-minute mile. And I was pretty proud of myself. Um, I, at the time, I was probably 340, somewhere around there, when I first started running. And um, so I was fairly proud of myself uh, to be able to run a 12-minute mile. So I quickly got that down to 10. Um, and I've gotten... I, I think the lowest mile time I've had is like 725, uh, which back in high school, that was probably what I was running when I wasn't trying super hard. Um, but 270 pounds, I, I run under, under a seven and a half minute mile. I think that's that's pretty good. Um, but I've, I've changed my perspective on running now too. I'm actually training for a 5K uh, in two weeks. Uh, the weekend of my 30th birthday, uh, I'm running a 5K. It's called Harley's Hustle. Um, it's for infant and pregnancy uh, loss awareness uh, here in here in Monroe, and my wife's been involved with the organization for the last few years through her work. And um, honestly, two years ago, I didn't even want to walk it because I was too lazy, too big, didn't you know? Felt people would judge me. I guess I don't. I don't know. Um, two years ago, I didn't want to. Didn't didn't even want to walk it now i'm gonna be running my first 5k so um if you want to check out the information on harley's hustle go to harleyshustle.com 
Quick correction, the website to register or donate for Harley's Hustle is harleyshustle.org. That's H-A-R-L-E-Y-S-H-U-S-T-L-E.org. On there, you'll find some information about the racers, ways to donate, and um, if you're from the area, feel free to to join me in running our our 5K together. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, It's it's something that I never thought I'd do, uh, run a 5K. I never thought I'd ever do that. I don't care what time I get as long as I finish, as long as I, I cross that finish line. I'll be excited uh, see my wife and, and two kids at the finish line. Um, that's all the motivation I need. So um, some other things that I've done uh, throughout this process, you know, I it, it's really been a lot of mindset training, a lot of, a lot of growth mindset. So I've really focused on improving all areas of my life not only my my health but through this i've i've improved everywhere else i feel like i'm a better father a better husband better employee uh just a better person overall like i feel like i'm i'm much not that i was ever like hard to deal with or anything like that but i feel like i've i'm a more positive person uh ready to tackle anything that's thrown at me um you know, I've always been that way, but I definitely have more energy to, to take on those challenges and, and run with them. So, um, this whole, this whole mindset, uh, training thing that I've, I've been in, you know, the health journey has been so impactful in my life. Uh, it, it's impacted way more than just, you know, my waistline, you know, I've lost, I never took any measurements, but I, I used to have four, size 48 pants, and now I think I can squeeze into 36. Uh, I went from a 4X t-shirt, sweatshirts, all that, to a 2X, um, and hopefully down to an X eventually. Um, we'll see. Like I said, you know, this is a a life, um, a lifetime of of health and and happiness. So. You know, I, I want to sustain this. I want this to be something that I will um, continue for the rest of my life. That's why I'm okay going in and eating ice cream. I'm okay going to Quick Trip occasionally if it continues to be something that I do constantly, then I need to reassess. Um, I don't actually record my food anymore. Um, it's just something that I don't need. I don't feel like I need to. But if I ever feel like I'm really falling off the rails, I'm going to start doing it again. I know what I'm putting into my body. I tracked my food for a year. I know what's good and what's bad. I can have a general sense of, of how the food is going to impact me. So I, I feel pretty confident in, um, in what I'm eating. I haven't, haven't been quite as locked in since I hit my 100 pounds, 100 pound weight loss, but you know, that's okay. Life's about balance too, um, so you, you gotta kind of give and take. I've had a lot of stuff going on over the last few weeks. You know, my my second daughter being born was a, a big part of that, and uh, you know I just ready to continue down this journey. Um, so yeah, I I've learned a lot about myself over the last. Uh, a year or so I've learned that I can I can accomplish anything that I set my mind to I know that if I um, if I want to do something I can do it I, you know I lost a hundred pounds um, that's a that's a pretty big accomplishment and you know throughout this journey you know like like I mentioned I'm a wrestler I'm a former wrestler uh, that's that's in me that'll be in me for life uh, so I've stepped on a scale thousands of times in my life. Um, I continue to step on a scale every morning. Uh, I'm kind of data driven, so it's kind of cool to see how how my weight fluctuates. But that number on the scale doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't define me. It doesn't define who I am. Um, it's just a good gut check to see where I'm at. Um, I know some people tend, you know, to get uber focused on on what pops on the scale but to me you know it's just a number like it it was there's been moments where it's been really really exciting for me to see a certain number like when i hit i think i think when i lost my 100 pounds i hit 268 
when I saw that six, I about jumped off the scale. It was it was so exciting to to see that, um, to see all that hard work, all that discipline, consistency, hard work, dedication to my health for for that year uh, come to fruition was was awesome. Um, you know, I, I I can't even describe the feeling um, knowing that. You know, I definitely put myself in in a bad spot by gaining all that weight, you know, not working out for years, eating just terrible for years. Um, but, you know, it took a lot for me to, to finally get the courage to say enough is enough. To finally put that foot, those uh, one foot in front of the other, day in and day out, to improve myself and improve my life. It took a lot. You know, I've tried a lot of times to lose weight, and, you know, I do it for two weeks and quit. I do it for three weeks and quit. Something in me this time. I don't know if it was taking it slow. Um, you know, definitely speaking to a nutritionist early on helped me kind of solidify. I was pretty open on social media about my weight loss journey. You know, I definitely had some hardships throughout. Uh, I'll talk about that real quickly here but you know it, it was an absolute blast losing that 100 pounds and i can't wait to see see what else is ahead of me so over the course of of the year uh, i actually completed my 100 pound weight loss 363 days in 363 days so two days short of a year i, I got it done um i thought i was going to hit it a few months earlier so i ended up um, the first eight months, I lost 10 pounds a month consistently. Didn't matter what was going on, I would lose 10 pounds a month. Then um, I had lost 80 pounds, probably more, you know, knowing that I was 381 early on. Um, I started becoming dizzy when I would stand up. Um, and I was actually starting to have some some chest pain, and I ended up going to the doctor for that stuff. Um, my dizziness it was from when I was went from sitting to standing. Uh, they checked they checked everything out. Um, I actually had to get a, a heart monitor uh, to check that out too, and everything's fine. Um, but I I think my my body was kind of like you know finally wondering what was going on. Uh, I had lost at least 80 pounds in eight months and it was like you know what's going on um i think the dizziness was partly dehydration just wasn't drinking enough water so i've increased that and that's definitely helped a lot but um you know i took i actually took a couple of months off of working out because of the heart stuff um so there were times where I'd, I'd try and run or bike or something and um just had a really really bad pain in my heart and you know being 29 having a daughter, another daughter on the way. Um, I wasn't going to mess with it. So so I took a couple of months off of, work, of working out, got my heart monitor results, and they basically said, you're good to go. So um, I hopped back uh, on the treadmill, on the bike, uh, started working out again, and the weight wasn't coming off near as easy as it was the first eight months. Um, so those, those two months uh, that I didn't work out, I maintained my weight. I didn't really lose much. We went on some vacations, definitely ate a little bit worse than I was before, but it was nice that I was maintaining my weight um, without working out. And then um, it took me a little bit to, to get into uh, the groove with working out and, and stuff again. And I did end up losing those, those 20 pounds, but it took me uh, a little bit longer than I initially planned. So I was hoping to, to hit that 100-pound weight loss by... Um, June and I ended up hitting it in August but you know totally fine um, totally fine that I did that um, yeah like I said this it, it's been a journey it's been a whirlwind over the last last year or so to to be able to to lose this weight um, you know I I share my journey with people on on social media not because I want people to to say, "Ooh, look, look at him. He's lost a bunch of weight." You know, I I appreciate 
the congrats and the you look awesome, you know, that sort of stuff. I, I really do. Um, but that's not why I do it. That's not why I share what I do. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me to tell me that I've helped inspire them to get up and start walking, start eating better, start losing weight. Um, you know, if if I help one person, you know, start transforming their life, that's worth it. That's worth clicking post on Facebook. That's worth putting something on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Um, if I help just one person improve their life, then it's worth it. So uh, I'll keep posting when I can. Uh, I'll be posting some stuff through Wisco Legacy here too. Um, it there, There's a lot of fun stuff coming up uh, through Wisco Legacy and, and through some, some other avenues. Um, but I'm going to continue down this weight loss journey. Uh, I'm not going to be the guy that loses 100 pounds and gains 80 back. That's not me. Um, if I start creeping up, I'm going to get dialed in, get locked in, uh, and really kind of be more focused than I was, um, than I have been recently. Because, you know, like I said, I'm not, not tracking my food and, um, and all that. So, yeah, um, I appreciate you guys listening, uh, to episode one of Wisco Legacy, uh, next week, I have an awesome guest. Uh, he's going to inspire the heck out of you. Um, I'll be posting an article on wiscolegacy.com with more information about my guest. I'll be posting some teaser clips uh, throughout the week here. But um, stay tuned uh, to Wisco Legacy. Go like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, but I'm going to leave you leave you with one, one last thing. Um, you know, discipline, consistency, and hard work will get you to where you need to go. Just go out there, take that leap of faith, get going, and go improve your life. 